scratch, got coffee. Oh. So I need to, uh, if I need to turn the AC off, like, do you think that'll affect anything? Oh, dude. You sure have some 7Bs, bro. You know how they are, dude. Well, dude, let's just, everything's going already. Sweet. What's up? Introduce yourself Mm. and tell the people a little bit about, you know, I'll introduce you. This is my friend, Caleb. We met recently, like yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here with Adam McCampbell. Uh, doing some video work for him, and then he we did some video content here at yeah. First Baptist Church Dover. Like or, we met, and you're like, "Hey, let's go hang out in the woods and like j- jump off a cliff." Yeah, so, no, no, the jumping off the cliff was your idea. Well, I mean, it was still a fun way to. Bond. Yeah, so yeah, make sure you go. I think I released a video on my personal page. So make sure you go watch it to see Caleb throw like a log <laughs> off the cliff and almost get taken out by it too. That was a good time. I got a few scars to remember it by. I'll yeah. never forget this man. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some truth. I'm and, glad to get to help. Yeah, so tell the people, I would be, I don't really know you that well, so it's yeah. be fruitful for me too. Uh, tell me about just who you are, your background, and then you can kind of go into like how you came to know the Lord. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, I grew up here in Arkansas. Hot Springs is like a cool little city, kind of even like a tourist town. But grew up there. Both of my grandfathers are preachers, like Baptist preachers. They're fun. And then my dad, uh, he grew up in Africa as a missionary kid. And so just a weird family when it really comes to like, what are y'all doing in Arkansas? Like we have like a whole African room in one part of our house. And like there's just all this weird stuff. But uh, yeah, Um, about when I was nine years old, I just remember having questions about like, Man, everybody in this church that we were at was like, they're serious about their faith. They're doing like stuff in real like amounts of ways, and there's there's something different. Yeah. And so I remember, I was like, man, I wonder what's going on. Like, I, I believe God's real, but I just don't understand like what's different. And uh, yeah. I just started asking one of my grandfathers that was lived really close to us, and he kind of just counseled with me a little bit. And I remember there was one night where I was like, okay, I'm just, I just need to talk to God. Like I thought I'd been talking to God or like, I was like, I just need to, I really need to get serious about all this stuff. And I mean, this is, you probably about to hear more than you asked for. No, but like, please this share is, everything. Yeah, it gets kind of cool and weird. Sometimes people are like, oh man, that's a little Dude, charismatic share. and fun. But so I was nine. Also, I understand like, you know, nine years old, you, you're crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> and you so, also had a Baptist yeah. church. So if you're exactly. talking charismatic, <laughs> it, it balances out. Yeah, right? it's like, what's going on here? So what happened was it was a random night, like a truly random night. Um, I had a lot, I had had a lot of questions about God that day, but I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and go to bed. And I remember my parents literally just put me in bed. They're like, good night, bro. And I was like, all right, see ya. And I heard Caleb. And I was like, what? Like in my room. And I was like, you know, what, what in the world's that? And so I, I got a little scared. Yeah. I like ripped my covers off. And I looked around. I didn't see anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to go back to bed. Like, there's no big deal. And I just like just laid my head down. I hear Caleb. And I was like, that was the second time. Yes, yeah, second time. I was like, okay, so like somebody's definitely here. Like, there is a hundred percent. Like, there's no question in my mind. Someone said Caleb. It was really powerful. Yeah. And so I woke up and I was like, mom, dad, like someone's in my room, like right now, please come help me out. And they're like, okay, we're, we're coming in. And so they looked around, turned the lights on, like checking everything. They're like, bro, nothing's here. My dad even went outside with a flashlight. He's like, someone out the, with a window, like, That's wild. They, were, they were pretty freaked out. And I was like, I'm freaked out too. I was like shaking. And I was like, someone said Caleb twice to me. And they're like, okay. And then, yeah. uh, what I didn't know is they closed the door and they're like, hey, just go to bed, bro. They closed just the door. Just go to bed, bro, at yeah, nine. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, just go to bed. And I was like, okay. And so I, I go back to bed and it happened a third time. It was a it was a very loud Caleb. And I didn't even close my eyes. I was just like sitting there like, oh, and then 
Caleb. I was like, woo, so okay. four total. Yeah, it was three. It was three, three total. and I was like, oh, like what is going on? I was freaking out. And uh, I mean, it was so loud. I like felt it kind of stuff. And yeah. I was like, okay. So I ran into my mom and dad. I was kinda like, like the, one of those thundering yeah. voices. Oh yeah. And I was like, mom, dad, I heard someone scream Caleb in my yeah. room. Like, please, please come in and, you know, bless this room. Or I don't know like what pray. you need to do. Like right we need to pray. Out. And so they did, they came in, they're like, Hey, like God, we don't know what's going on, but would you calm Caleb's heart down and all this? And, yeah. and then I didn't know they stood outside my door after the third time and they closed it and they just prayed for me. They're like, we don't know what's going on, but he's a, uh, like, that's, that's weird. And so they just stayed out my, outside my room and prayed for me for a while. And I remember I was like, I just prayed. I was like, God, I'm scared to death. Like, I don't know what I'm hearing or what's going on. Um, but help me just to go to bed. Like that's, that's it. Like a little nine year old prayer. And then I laid down and I had a dream about just a beautiful sky. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was God, but it just, it opened up. And at the top of a staircase, I was like, what in the world? And it was just a bright light. And I, I didn't have, I didn't hear any words. Everything just kind of made sense. Like, I know you're real. And uh, but I just said that in my dream. I was like, I know you're real. And then I woke right up. And I was like, okay. Like, and then so that night I was like, hey, God, I, I, I believe you're real. I, I want to give yeah. you my whole life. And I don't know what else I said, but I just was, I just did that. You just that. gave your heart to Jesus that yeah, day. Yeah, that night. And then I woke up the next, I went straight to sleep, had a great night of sleep. Woke up the next day. I was like, hey, mom, dad, I got saved last night. And they're like, heck yeah, bro. Like, what, what do you mean? And so it was, it was a cool thing. And then we talked to my grandpa and whatnot and got baptized the next week. But yeah, that was, you know, it's a little different. Like, I, like <laughs> when I was about to ask this question, like, Hey, how'd you come to the Lord? I was like, Hey, grew up in a Christian household, yeah. you know, just like a good, simple, <laughs> yeah, simple. Oh, I heard Caleb three times. That's crazy. Yeah. I and, then, that. and I had never heard the story. I think of Joshua. Is that yeah, Adam? Is it Joshua is the one that had the dream um, of the staircase. And then he heard his name three times. Jacob, yeah, and so I don't know. Someone in the Bible had that exact same story. I had never heard that story, yeah. and so I told my grandpa the next day. I was like, "Hey, grandpa," and he's like, "That's Jacob," and he's like, "Bro, you need to check out this verse in the Bible. This whole story that exactly happened." I was like, "No, it didn't." There's no way. <laughs> I was like, "No, no it didn't." And then he was like, "Yeah, this boy gonna be a preacher." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," but anyway, yeah, yeah, dude. From that moment on, I've just really tried to say yes, Lord, to everything that's ever come yeah. up. And, and in tenth grade, I remember just feeling a really heavy call to ministry. I was like, I don't know what I want to do in ministry, but I want to say yes to everything. Like, I don't, I just, I just want to serve God like with my whole life. If that means scrubbing the toilets for a church for the rest of my life, yes, like sign me up. Praise God. Dude. And that's where I've been. Is like God just like, hey, here's a, a house to live in. Here's a church to work for. Here's a, a children's ministry that needs help. Here's a music ministry that you know you just go have fun with. And so this church at First Baptist Dover has been just so loving. I mean, they hired a 20-year-old that, you know, still in college, and they're yeah. like, hey, be crazy and help us love the Lord and these people. And I was like, okay. And so yeah. that's where I've been ever since. That's awesome. And so uh, you're now the worship leader at First Baptist Dover, Yeah, correct? I'm technically the worship, children's minister, college minister, and AV pastor of the church. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. It's been so much fun. So actually, I was watching... I think it was a, listening to a podcast and he said, worship is not just music. Worship mm. is attention. Ooh, okay. And I was like, I knew that, but then sometimes you just know things and you just get lost in the, you know, yeah. like talk to me about like being mm. a worship leader, leading people in worship every single Sunday, being, Ooh. having that yeah. call in your life, but knowing just through music mm. and 
other than music too. Yeah, a real quick like preference on like that whole like worship is like an attitude or an action or anything attached to that. I've yeah. always heard that worship is not just like music and stuff. Technically, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. And, and, you know, I get into the whole, like, oh, that's cliche. I've heard that a million times yeah. in church. But, dude, it's real. Like, whenever you come yeah. down to it, if you start your day with, Lord, I give you praise. Like, you look through the Psalms. Like, David wakes up, and he's like, and I give you the first of my morning, like, praise the Lord with, like, a shout or even with a musical instrument. With a shout. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I love all the scripture that has, like, yeah. you know, shout for joy. And you're like, do you do that enough? But I, I feel convicted on that. Yeah. But no, for real, man, it is, it is very fun to lead people in worship. And it's a huge, I guess, like, weight. But whenever you kind of just get past, like, I know it's a big deal and— like there's so much, like I'm not worthy. We'll start there. I'm not worthy to be able to lead people in worship. And our pastor is not worthy to bring the word of God to people. Like none of us in ministry are worthy, but God gives us so much grace For and sure. uses us. Yeah. And like, I'm not equipped, but he equips the called. He doesn't. That's a word <laughs> he there. Doesn't, he doesn't equip. Yeah, no, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called, and so he uses us. And so yeah. I just say thank you. I don't deserve it, but thank you. And so to the church, it's so much fun to be able to just— I kind of have a style of, you know what? Hey, guys, me and this team, we're going to worship the Lord. Would you all just join with us? That's kind of my, like, attitude toward yeah. it. And, uh, and a lot of other worship pastors are like, my job is to lead, and I love it. Like, yeah. it's so cool. They're powerful people, and, like, I look up to so many of them. But it's kind of not my style, and that's okay. Like, I feel like I'll mature and kind of yeah. get to a point where I'm, like, comfortable and whatnot. But I just love— dude, we were worshiping last night, and we were doing some stuff for the video. Yeah. Dude, you're just jumping around. You're <laughs> yeah. so, like, just joyous oh, and, yeah. like— charismatic like you're just like you're very expressive i don't know if oh. charismatic's the correct no word. yeah they call me a baptocostal baptocostal <laughs> dude but like it was genuinely like you can thanks you man. radiate it brother just a joy that means a lot and man. yeah it was awesome i just man. love to get to praise god and i forget that there are people around and that's kind of a good thing that's a great I thing love thinking about hey like i get to use an instrument that i'm letting that instrument sing and me and my brother, we're in tune with, like, how just to worship the Lord. Like, I just yeah. want to worship God, and I hope people join. Because your brother of, does the drums, right? Yeah. Oh, and he plays guitar, too. He's, a, he's phenomenal. So who's yeah. a, is it any other family members on the praise team, or is it just y'all, too? Yeah, actually, every once in a while, my wife plays bass. Yeah. And so she'll throw down on some bass. Heck, but yeah. She sings, too. But my Come dad and my now. mom also are really talented musicians, but yeah. they're not here. They're in Hot Springs. Come but on yeah. So. so talk to me. Last night. We were talking a little bit about, or when we were videoing, yeah. we were on the topic of faith and works, mm. and we didn't get no time to really prepare yeah. for this podcast, so I yeah. guess that would be a good good question just to ask, but kind of for somebody struggling, specifically with mm. the James, yeah. kind of faith and works, faith Ooh. without works is dead, Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of dive into that topic and give us just like a brief overview how the Christian should view mm. works Along with like Ephesians two ten, you're saved by grace, yeah. not of works. Yeah, but then like James two ten, faith without works is dead. Oh yeah, there's so much in the in scripture about that, and it's almost like that James passage a little bit sounds like it conflicts with a yeah. bunch of the Bible. Yeah. But uh, I've heard a lot of different just wise people speak to this, and and I really don't consider myself wise. So if I mess up this, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I really know that I've heard some wisdom about. I relate things kind of like to a physical thing. Like you could have a car, it is built, mm -hmm. it has been manufactured and it has a purpose. And that car um, 
it needs fuel. And so when you put gas inside of a car, it's going to start running when you ignite it. Okay. And you keep putting in fuel to let that thing keep going. Yeah. And there comes a point when you run out of gas, is it still a car? Yes. Is it still a useful car? At that very moment, it is unmo- it's not moving. It is yeah. a non-moving car, but it is still considered a car. And I believe in the security of salvation. Like I believe yeah. that there is nothing, no height nor depth, no angels or demons, no principalities, nothing before or after, nothing present or future. Like I don't believe there's anything that can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. And so, yes, once you are saved, you are signed, sealed, delivered. Like I yeah, believe you really are. Now. Like you really are saved. And people people really do like fall away. And I, when I get into that topic, I kind of look at people that have the Holy Spirit in them. The Bible does speak about sometimes he gives them over to a depraved mind or there's mm-hmm. just times when people, they abandon God, but he doesn't abandon them. It's just, there's a lot of scripture that goes into that. And I don't know, I just kind of have always looked at just the way that that car is still a car. It is yeah. not useful at that moment. Christians can become cold and their their fire can dwindle down to a baby match or something. Yeah. And and it and it gets kind of weird, but like I really do believe that it is you are still a Christian. For sure. Whenever your works are on the lowest level, like when you're like, "Hey, I'm saved. I'm gonna go live it up." Like that kind of stuff happens, and yeah. people kind of really do just they they learn what freedom in Christ is, and then they forget what the gospel is. For sure. Yeah, and so, so I don't know, man. I just think that once saved, always saved, and you are now to live a life for Christ. If you really believe the craziest, coolest thing that has ever changed your life did happen, I mean, why, why just live on being like, thanks, yeah, no big deal. Like that's the most ungrateful thing. Like if someone handed you a million bucks and was like, I don't expect anything in return, but here it is, you know, like yeah, it's almost like just as a human, you should understand I should do something to return or like to just respond with gratitude instead of like. Sweet. Yeah. Got it. Go. <laughs> like, uh, the term I like to use is evidence. Like if you yeah. truly have faith, mm-hmm. these works are going to be a evidence. natural evidence or proof or straight up. Yeah. Just or just example or whatever yeah. of the faith that you yeah. have professed. Oh, yeah. So James 1, I want to read this if you don't Go mind. Go for it. Yeah. James one twenty two. But do you be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving mm. yourselves? For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law, the law of liberty, which is the law of grace, the, the cross, mm. and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is the point I really want to hit. Verse 26, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and keep oneself unstained from the world. Yeah. So the thought I have yeah. is that person, the, verse 26, if anyone thinks he is religious, but his tongue is unbridled. Mm-hmm. So if anyone says, hey, I believe or I have this faith, yeah. but your fruit, your works are showing something else. Yeah, or even what you say after that. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're justified by faith alone, mm. but there should be an outflowing of that. If Jesus was truly God, truly man, came to say, there, there, he naturally was going to, yeah. like if Jesus said, I'm the son of God, yeah. but sinned. 
Uh-huh. And Jesus said, hey, I'm going to come save everybody from their sins. But then he would have bowed down to the fear and right. the, get sent to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So kind of, yeah, go off that thought. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Man, you had a good one. Uh, there was a scripture that popped into my head, actually, right when you were saying that. But uh, sometimes people have asked me about that, and I really go back to God's grace goes so far beyond what we think needs to happen. Like, if I was God, it would not be this way. Like, that's why I'm not God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're not, because this makes no sense. That and it's, I like that song that's like scandalous grace. Scandalous like, it gives grace. me a rough word to attach to it because it almost seems like God's getting the short end of the stick on this whole thing. It be- almost. Yeah, but what's happened is he loves us so much that he values us. Like, he literally yeah. cares so much it's just, it's crazy though, but yes, he lets us even be luke, lukewarm or cold, but there's also a scripture that says, I'd rather be you be hot or cold, not yeah. lukewarm. If you're lukewarm, I'm spitting you out of my mouth. Like, For sure. That's you're like, wait, that's a tough one to comprehend, but the other scripture that I always go back to is, I think it's an Acts, I could be wrong, but it goes back to saying, there were people that tasted the Holy Spirit, but they were never of us. Mm. And so it's kind of instruction to like, what do you do with people that show up to worship services like they're like praise the lord like loving praise it the they're, they're showing up to everything they're even teaching in the sunday schools like they're rocking it out like yeah. they're tasting the holy spirit and i kind of remember something clicking for me and I, I hope this is you know not heretical but when you see people that taste the holy spirit i don't think me and you are just tasters of the holy spirit yeah. i think we are in a weird way we're eaters uh, like we have the holy spirit in us For it's sure. not just like ooh that's sweet yeah. but like you leave it as just the tongue people that have the lord are literally people that have taken the holy spirit yeah. and and they're it's a part of them and so when you get into those kind of scriptures like people can taste the holy spirit and even do some works in the yeah. church but they're they're missing I think they're missing the gospel. And I think to pair with what we just said, we're talking about doing, you know, mm. works or evidences. Adam read a scripture last night. First Corinthians three talks about our works. We burned up before the throne of yeah. God and you will see what stands mm. the test. Ooh, uh, that scripture convicts me right? every time, man. So, Cause there's so many truths and balance. Yeah. Yes. Our works, we need to be pursuing works. We are yeah. created for works, but then every work will be burned up. And oh, only yeah. what is this foundation, which right. is the rock, which is Jesus faith in Jesus. Yeah. Um, it's all wood, hay, and stubble. Exactly. Like it's it's, it's real. In there, there's so many things in there. It's like you could come be a Sunday school teacher, but your motives are selfish. Right. That's going to be burned up. Oh, yeah. You could be come and be a Sunday school Sunday school teacher, and your motive is to just truly radiate and yes. spread the love of Jesus. And yeah. that's gold, and that's precious, and that will withstand. There you go. But at the same time, all of that is on the foundation mm. yeah. of Jesus. Oh, there you go. But yeah. it's just a... A cool Adam, still Adam stuff. He's talking about tension, mm. you know, just works and the foundation. There's just so many things we're just strive for the strive for works. Yeah. But the foundation is only Jesus, and they will will naturally radiate or express yeah, yeah. works in our salvation. But then they aren't what saves us. So it's just tension. Yeah. Sometimes these things can be hard for people because oh, yeah. when when you're a musician, you have learned a little bit of music yeah. and you naturally will go back towards something musical and you'll grab a guitar or an instrument because you are now naturally going after something that yeah. clicks with you. If you're a, a videographer and stuff, you will naturally be like, how can I get the best setup? Like, where's my lenses? And like, you kind of go toward the things. And when you're a Christian, a person that truly has the Holy Spirit in them is like, how can I 
thank God even more and get more people on board with me and him. And like, that's the goal. And yeah. it just kind of come, it should come naturally. And if it doesn't, there is a heart problem. I, I believe it a hundred percent. I was, mm. I was just counseling with somebody a month ago that has been coming to our church for a while. And it's just, it's sad to see this happen, but it's so powerful what's going on now. They've been serving in the church for a while, serving and serving and serving. And they were like, something's wrong. Like, and I could see it too. Like they're serving, but there's just this disconnect. For sure. You could tell that they were like, I don't know what to do as a Christian. So I'm just trying to do all the things that people think you should do or say you do. Like show up and serve, show up and serve, show up and serve. And they're almost getting burnt out. Like, you know, from just showing up and serving. And they're just like, I'm not good at these things, but I'm just going to keep serving. And I commend the heart, but I also see that, like, the heart was not for serving God. It was like, I just need to do the right thing. I just need to do the right thing. And it's like the right thing is almost justifying you in front of man, like just doing the right thing. But what they're really missing is, like, God, where do you have me gifted? Where should I go and serve? And what are the good works that you've prepared beforehand for me to do, Mm. not for someone else to do? Like you really could rob blessings from people. And how would you Mm. tell the believer to seek that truth? (laughs) Yeah. How like, bro, you're answering, people are hearing that question. I hope I'm helping. But like what I counseled with this person through was like, I think your eyes have been on you and you're like, what do I need to do? And your eyes are literally not on Christ, and He will He, he will guide you. Another yeah. cool like uh, connection to the Bible was like, you know, whenever Peter was walking on water toward Jesus, like someone someone said it, and it just clicked hard with me. But whenever you realize that it's when he took his eyes off of Christ, he started sinking. Yeah. And it's it's not that like things around you don't need to be focused on, but the second you're really looking at the work to be done, the amount of steps that need to be taken to get toward Christ, the waves that are coming at you, you're like, that is a wave. You don't even need to notice. You need to keep your eyes on Christ. Yeah. And that's like so easy to say. It's like you're so, you're aware. Mm-hmm. You're aware but not concerned. Yeah. Like you really know that if you trust that he really does yeah. have good things prepared for you and he has good works designed for you, whether it's a long life, short life, you trust him. Yeah. That's a big one. But if you trust him, you know that it does not matter whether in life or death, whatever happens. Like, Praise it's God, all dude. for Christ. Praise God, dude. The yeah. last question, this was this has been good, dude. The last question I have for you would be, has there anything specifically that God's been teaching you right now just mm. in this walk of life, where mm. you're at? at? What are you, 22? Yeah, 27. Yeah. Bro, I'm an what? old one, I Why know. Why did I think 27? I actually just turned 27. 27. And you're uh, 27. What is God really teaching you right now? Right now? Um... It's, it's so personal, but I'm okay with opening it up. But like, man, I've always just felt like a, like, like a goer. Like I've got to be going and I've got to be meeting new people. And like, I don't ever need to stay somewhere for like more than two or three years. Like my goal is just to like, all right, how many people can I meet and how many connections can I get and whatnot? And it's been weird. This is the year that it was super weird, but I told this church, I was like, Hey, whenever you first hired me, I was like, I am a mover. Like I want to help as long as I can. And I just don't feel like I'm supposed to stay. Mm. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we want to hire you. And how many years could you think you could commit? I was like, oh, five years. Like I'll, yeah. I promise five years I'll, I won't quit. And like, I'd love to be here. And it's been right over five years. And, uh, but I'm feeling so called to be here. For sure. And that's the weirdest thing, dude. Like I've not felt that ever before to stay. Wow. And so that's, that's weird. Right now, me and my wife are like, 
well, if we're supposed to stay, what in the world are we supposed to do? Like, we didn't plan that far. Yeah. <laughs> we planned to like, all right, what's the next place? Like, yeah. what do we do? Um, so right now, God is showing me how to be patient, and I hate it and love it. Hate's a strong word, but like, yeah. dude, it's not natural at all to be patient on the Lord. It just, it does not feel natural. But yeah. then you look back in the scriptures and you see like, God made the Israelites walk through the desert for 40 years. That's a lot of patience. And then you've got a lot of stuff where he's patient and he, oh, I mean, his loving kindness is just, he's patient for everything. Like he lets it yeah. happen and he loves us. But dude, I've got to learn how to be more patient and let God just keep showing me what I need to do and change me. So that's where I'm at. I know that was, I don't know if that's a little no, too that much. that was amazing. It is wrecking me right now. Yeah. But uh, dude, I'm, I'm learning to be obedient and that's tough. What about you, man? I don't know. Well, it's got to be teaching me right now to, I kind of mentioned this with Adam. Yeah. Just to be, so Luke 7, we talked about it, I mentioned to you yesterday, marveling at their faith, right? That's cool, yeah. So I feel like God, like I've been a Christian and I've been saved and I've been having spurts of faith. Yeah. But there's like a call on the believer's Mm. life to be, yeah faithful to endure to to step out and res- respond amen that, yeah. that, that's the word so what god has been teaching me right now is he has things i feel like he's put like with this podcast for a while cool there's been fear yeah like, fear of people's opinions fear yeah. of like i want to control things a buddy of mine told me an analogy he said our hands are out like this and god will send a bird and he'll poach the bird up on our hands and it takes everything in our power to not squeeze mm-hmm. but when we squeeze we want to control we will kill the bird and that's how it was with Ooh. podcasting that's how it was with everything is yeah. i wanted to control it's like there's so many problems it's like i want it this way i want it that way yeah and then it almost it killed the bird mm. and then god's teaching me now it's Snap. like yeah but this is not with podcasts this is just life in general oh, just yeah. like yeah having faith god has things in my life whether it's media or just evangelism discipleship loving people mm-hmm. You got to step out and you got to respond. God has a call in your life, but he's not going to do it for you, you know, and he's going to strengthen you and he's going to deliver you from your enemies. If there's fear in your life, he, he is worthy, worthy and capable of delivering you through that. There you go. So it's just like mm. responding in yeah. the midst of all those things, man. I remember the same kind of stuff with leading worship, like younger worship pastors are asking me like, you know, how do you get past the the barrier of like confidence, like, you know, you want to control because you're now like on staff, they yeah. pay you, they expect you to be leading worship, but I feel inadequate and whatnot. And yeah, I used to worry about what people thought. And then I kind of realized quickly, I was like, I can really focus on praising the Lord when I don't focus on what people yeah. think. Yeah. And if I'm just worshiping God, then that's what people should, I guess, gravitate toward instead yeah. of Am I appeasing a crowd? And you really, you'll never make everybody happy. And it, it yeah. really, if God, like most of the time, and I feel like you, I mean, you're 27, you've been being a worship leader for five years. God put yeah. it on your heart that clearly this is what I have for you. Yeah. What, five years ago, six yeah. years ago, whatever. Maybe when you were 17, yeah. it wasn't necessarily a worship leader. Right. It was just ministry in general. Yeah, that's all, all I knew, but yeah. Yeah, but like when, you, when, when you're clear and you know what God has for you. Yeah. You're going to go yes. and you got to be obedient and he'll open the doors. Yes. Like don't just open your own doors. Yes. Bro, let him do it. Come on now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like when you when you're there, it when you're caring about people's opinions, yeah. you're still going to go because God's called you there. Yeah. So like it may hurt for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It may be some some times of struggle, some like 3 4 5 months if you having to yeah. work that out of not caring mm-hmm. about people's opinions. Right, yeah. 
But regardless, the train oh, yeah. the train's going. Yeah, it's and going, you're going man. with it. And yeah. that's the will, God's will for your life. Oh yeah. Um yeah, any word, mm. final words of encouragement for somebody listening who may be struggling with what we're just talking about. Well, you kind of said what it hit me. And I was like, I really want to just say that again because I like it. You're like, the train's already going. Like, you know, it's moving. Basically, with your life, it's a precious thing that God gave you breath and life. Go where God's moving. Yeah. And, and he's moving everywhere, yes. But train yourself to see where he's moving and go there and do exactly what God made you to do at that spot. Because no matter where you're at, smallest church, big church, like (laughs) there's always a bigger church. There's always a cooler amount of people. There's always a cool group that you want to be at and you want to do that. But I don't know, one worship leader was like, Caleb, the grass is always greener until you got to mow it, bro. (laughs) I was like, okay. And he's like, you know what? God has you at any church for a reason. And I was like, all right, if I believe that, that means I'll like, I trust God wherever I'm at. And so it's not about size of the church. It's not about like where you're going with it. It's literally just, are you going where God's working and are you you following his will? So praise the Lord. Hope that helped a little bit. No, it helped me. So it it worked, (laughs) let alone whoever's listening. Hopefully it's encouraging them too, but I appreciate you coming on, man. This was so fruitful. Honestly, we didn't know how it was going to go. No preparation (laughs) went great. If you're in Russellville Mm -hmm. or a surrounding area of Dover, Dover. come to FBC Dover, meet Caleb. I'll get your, I guess, social media stuff. So I'll plug in the, in the bio so people can connect with you. Yeah. But man, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, brother. Yeah. We'll see you on the next video.